Now, what are the uh, before we're even on the thing? What are the rules? What don't you want to talk about? Anything? I can't imagine anything you know about me that I'm not willing to talk about. Fair enough. You're listening to Legend in My Spare Time podcast. You're listening to the Legends in My Spare Time podcast. You're listening to Legend in My Spare Time. Welcome, loyal listeners. I'm Matt Motherfucking Lees, and this is my podcast. I cannot believe I've been doing this thing for 10 years. That's a decade of not accomplishing much at all. But join me, won't you, on this little travel back in time for our LIMST 10 special episode. Legend in my spare time contains themes and subjects that may not be suitable for everyone listening. If you're easily offended, we suggest you get your podcast on elsewhere. Legend in my spare time! Episode 1, October 29, 2009, myself and Dave Rage K. It is the Wild West of Canada. Still no taxes. You can still get away with hell anything. As long as you're not pissing in anybody's soup, nobody minds whatever the <laughs> hell you do. But, uh, so I was out there and it was a winter of skiing and actually it was coming up on Christmas and I had, uh, I had just bought myself a brand new pair of twin tip skis. Now, for those of you out there that aren't, uh, aren't skiers, uh, what these are is these are sort of extra fat, extra springy trick skis, uh, you know, like you would use in the Olympics for some of the freestyle competitions. You know, they enable you to, you know, go backwards as well as you can go forwards, you know. <laughs> you go really, really fast. Do a lot of spinning around. And <laughs> I'd, uh, I brought them out for my first time trying them out uh, at a, a local ski hill just outside of Banff. And, uh, you know... As Matt may have mentioned previously, and as may or may not have cut out of the podcast at this point, I was a uh, <laughs> I was a big fan of uh, the Sweet Mary Jane, and uh, you know there's nothing better in the world than popping on your Walkman with some tunes that really make you want to, you know, give her, mm-hmm. smoking yourself a little bit of the sweet sweet ganj, and uh, you know, hitting the slopes just you know all by yourself. Because I mean, it's not like you know, it's not like really a, a policed up ski hill they are uh you know i mean it's just a gigantic mountain you know and and you're really on your own if you don't want to be around people you can avoid people all day it's fantastic and i used to do that a lot which you're a fan of i'm a big fan of that (laughs) but uh so i jumped on the uh the chairlift and i was on my way up and i was with my uh my chick at the time and uh some of the guys that she worked with were a few chairs in front of us and uh, my lighter died so I couldn't have my traditional smoke on the way up on the chairlift, and uh, which, which, sorry, if you, it, which, if you're a, a a marijuana smoker, a partaker in that, that'll ruin your fucking day. Yeah, well, because then it gets frustrating. Cause yes. Next, not only now are you not high, you're now extra frustrated. Exactly. Because you're not. High. And then you're trying to MacGyver because no matter what a stoner gets into, he thinks he can get himself out of it. Yeah. So you're on a ski lift on your way up your mountain with no lighter. Yeah, I mean, and not- I guarantee you, you looked around and said. Yep. But the answer was right in front of me. The answer was, I, I also knew that some of the guys she worked with also enjoyed the occasional, you know, marijuana cigarette. So uh, I figured what I'll do is I'll keep an eye on them. I'll watch where they go when they get off the top of the chairlift. I'll catch up with them, borrow a lighter, and uh, then I can have my smoke in, you know, relative peace. So I watch them and they get off the chairlift and they go rocketing off of their snowboarders and, uh, you know, not that I'm taking shots at them, maybe in a future podcast, but not right now, but fuck you're laying around on the hill. What is with you people getting halfway down the fucking mountain and then just taking a seat in the snow? Now, I wouldn't mind if you were doing this, you know, in a wide fucking stretch where, you know, there's lots of room to see you and get around. But, you know, when there's 27 of you hanging around a blind corner just sitting in the middle of the ski hill and I go rocketing through you as fast as I humanly can, flipping birds and spraying snow, 
You're just going to have to take it. Why? Because you got to strap your boots up and try and catch me. So that's what you get for your douchebags sitting around maneuvers. But that's not what this is about. <laughs> Wait, now we have rage counter at one. <laughs> yeah. I'm just kind of getting tickled now. He just Now he's, he's changed positioning on the couch. He looks angry. He's almost incredible hulking this shit. And all he did was mention snowboarders. This is going to be a fun podcast, folks. Douche Stay bags. tuned. Wait, wait till we get to episode 50, and it's his 3,000th, you know, anger, anger break. Anyway, so <laughs> you fought, you're yeah. borrowing a lighter so you can do so, your thing before the, the shoot down the hill. So I got to catch this guy, and uh, I watch him go off and into the trees, and so I go chasing after him, and I tell, you know, my chick, I'm like, hey, listen, I got to go catch those guys. You know, I'll, I'll see you down at the bottom. So I go flying after them. Now, I am... For the sake of argument, let's call me uh, somewhere between an intermediate and, and, a, and a fairly competent skier. Yes. I will occasionally bite off more than I can chew, but I've never not made it down a mountain. <laughs> now, I mean, he's not saying he was on his feet, but no, but I never did survive, yeah. which is the, the the key to this. So I'm chasing these guys, and we're swinging down a a nice steep run. And it's one that I hadn't taken yet that day, but I'd been out, you know, skiing for an hour or so before my lighter died. So uh, <laughs> I was pretty comfortable with the way things were. I'd been down the run before, so I knew what was going on. And I'm chasing them. And they're, they're snowboarders, and they're pretty much going straight down. So I'm tucked into the full-on, well, tuck. And I'm just gunning after these guys. So And now let's just point out, you're a small man. I, <laughs> You're a wiry man. I was a man. little bigger at the time, but I'm, I am very aerodynamic, shall we say. <laughs> That's what I was trying to get. A, you can just picture, woo, as Dave goes by. Yep, you on the I'm <laughs> slick like a Lamborghini blasting through the air, man. I am just <laughs> not Italian, but you know what I'm saying. <laughs> so you're rocking down the hill at 300 miles as an hour. As fast as I could humanly go, because I really want to smoke. And again, if you're not a stoner, you're probably not going to understand his desire to need to smoke right now. So, you know, at some point, I passed the point which became unsafely fast. <laughs> now, the the critical part of this story is I'm on these brand new twin tip skis <laughs> that uh, I'm not really familiar with. <laughs> First time out with them. And uh, I was pretty much used to, you know, sort of my all-mountain skis that I was using, which have a little more bite, you know, for carving and stopping, say. <laughs> and I'm only laughing because I know where this is going. Oh. And I come around a nice big sweeping curve, and there's a, uh, for those of you that are, you know, winter sports people, there's a cat track running across the run uh, where, they, you know, the, the grooming machines used to get up and down the mountain. And on all the other runs, it had been kind of nicely rounded down. So there was a drop of maybe, you know, a, a nice casual foot or so off of the edge of the cat track uh, down onto the rest of the run. In this case, we had... Uh, in this case, we had what can only be described as a uh, untrafficked run. So it hadn't been worn down to a nice round nub of, you know, maybe a foot tall... Uh, it was a nice sort of, you know, half-pipe kicker-looking like affair that was closer to two feet. Now, I mean, it doesn't seem like much. But when you're going what can only be described as unreasonably fast, it, uh, it becomes a lot more tragic. Because while it's only two feet from the point where it drops off to the point right below it, if you're going fast enough that, say, you spend 20 or 30 lateral feet in the air... Uh, it's more like a 15 or a 20 foot drop by the time you get down to where you're actually landing. So I made the split second decision as I was coming down and I thought to myself, do I try and hard, hard carve and cut my way onto this cat track and follow it through the trees, you know, onto the relative safety or do I go off this little booter? And I make the split-second decision that, you know, any good non-hide-up pothead can make, which is, well, if I go off this lip, I'm just going to die. There was, I had no doubt in my mind about how it was going to end. It was going to end with me in a shattered, broken pile at uh, halfway down this hill, laying on the snow like I'm some kind of dirtbag snowboarder. So I decide to try and make the carve. So I lay 
everything I have into it. I'm laid right over, you know, like I'm running a slalom in the Olympics. For all intents and purposes, my knee, my elbow, my shoulder are all right on the hill as I'm carving for all I am worth <laughs> to try and cut onto this cat track and make it out through the trees. What I hadn't counted on uh, was the fact that I hadn't really paid attention to how my bindings were set up. And now for those of you that are casual skiers, it doesn't really matter. You know, your bindings are designed to release, you know, when you get into trouble so as to keep you from really hurting yourself. <laughs> uh, if you're the kind of person that does more aggressive stuff when you're skiing, you normally dial those things up to, you know, 11. Because <laughs> the last thing you ever want is your skis to come off. I can deal with getting hurt. I can't deal with trying to get down a mountain without your skis. <laughs> so, I hadn't done that. I really wasn't planning on giving her ding, <laughs> ding. <laughs> so I hadn't uh, I hadn't set my bindings up to take uh, a relentless amount of force. So as I came carving as hard as I could, dead sideways onto this cat track and hit the cat track with my skis completely perpendicular to my course of, of motion, uh, I left them both behind. <laughs> I hit the cat track and came out of both of my skis. Rather hilariously, left them sitting perfectly still sideways on that cat track as I went rocketing off into the trees without them. Now, what Matt hasn't touched on yet is I'm a, I'm a, I'm a bit of a spaz. So over the years between crashing motorcycles and crashing bicycles and... You know, crashing skiing and this kind of thing. You know, I, I've got a fair bit of experience with falling off stuff and crashing into stuff. <laughs> so your, your skis are sticking in the air. Sitting there. flown towards the trees. Fly into the trees at, you know, <laughs> sort of head height. And uh, I don't even know how. I managed to, to somehow get myself spun around in the air. So when I hit the gigantic fucking tree, uh, I hit it stomach first and sort of wrapped around it like Wile E. Coyote in a Roadrunner cartoon. And then slid down to the bottom, which is actually funny because the sliding actually hurt more than the hitting the tree. <laughs> and I'm laying there wrapped around the base of the tree, thinking to myself, wow, I'm not I dead. can't believe I'm not more hurt. <laughs> yeah. And uh, then I hear the voices coming from the trail. And I realize that these are the guys I was trying to catch. They had actually stopped for a smoke on the cat track and were witnesses to my meteoric departure from my skis so at that point I'm laying there in the snow trying to get my shit together welcome Beef. Beef walks into the room hello Beef. <clears throat> sorry continue continue alright I'll, uh, I'll wrap this up quickly so I'm laying there and I'm listening to these two guys and they're like oh my god we gotta find him he's gotta be dead <laughs> and I'm thinking I need to put my hand up or call out and let him know that I'm not actually dead. But, you know, the wind had been knocked out of me. I'm feeling a little shattered. But I did manage to, you know, climb and crawl and claw my way out of the snowbank and up back onto the trail. And uh, one of them had gone for help uh, to go down to get the ski patrol because they, they figured I was dead. Because <laughs> he's a frail man. I, I am out. nothing if not a little little fragile. So, uh that's uh, that's what he did. One of them went rocketing down to get the ski patrol, figuring that I was really seriously hurt and would need to be airlifted off the mountain. And uh, the other two came to try and see what they could do for me in the way of first aid, and I met them halfway up. Oh, you make all the noise opening and closing it's the okay. beer fridge. You that want, was Beeve going to the beer that's fridge. That's Beeve getting a beer. Beeve, who is the drummer of Dave K's band, Shoes in a Dryer. Yeah. Now, anyway, sorry. Go ahead. So they, they've come to check on your they, fragile They've come to check on me, and I managed to bones. crawl my way out, and they're first off amazed that I'm moving. Which was uh, pretty hilarious. Second off, uh, you know, they couldn't believe that uh, I wasn't completely, you know, wrecked. But it's like, the first thing I say is, where's my skis? You know, because the last thing you want during a yard sale is to lose track of your stuff. <laughs> and uh, they're like, oh, they're right there. And I look, and sure enough, there they are. And it's like, again, it's like a Roadrunner cartoon with the two smoking boots sitting there and nothing but, you know, wisps <laughs> of smoke coming out of them after the guy's gone. And, uh... I was like, no, I'm all right. I think I'm actually okay. Let's, you know, let's get down. And uh, so I hop back in my skis and I go down with these guys to the bottom of the hill. And there's my girlfriend at the time standing there with two of the lifties and a couple of ski patrol guys and the guy who went down to get me, you know, emergency medical help. And they're saying, you know, 
there's a guy up there and I swear to God he's dead. I saw <laughs> yeah. him go off into the trees faster than anything I've ever seen in my life. He's 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 fucked up. There's no uh. question about it. And my girlfriend is saying, was it Dave? Like, no, 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 no. I would have recognized Dave. Apparently I was moving so fast. <laughs> That I was completely unrecognizable to people that knew me well. <laughs> and then the old guy who worked there, he said, uh, I've worked here for 20 years, man. And 20 was... <laughs> years. Funniest thing he'd ever seen. From episode 45, the 6th of April, 2011, this is with my professional wrestler buddies. You got Penthouse Lenny Lilac, you got Impact Eddie Osborne, and you got Jeff Black in a story featuring a bona fide, genuine WWE Hall of Famer, tough guy. There's this guy named Hacksaw Jim Duggan. Ho! And Jeff Black hates him. My buddy Greg has seen of, his balls. Yeah, I also seen his balls. <laughs> there you twice. go. <laughs> Fair but enough. uh, Jeff just hates him, and I don't know why. Like I thought he was a respectable dude. Hey, may I just say, what's your problem, tough guy? Fuck Hacksaw Jim Duggan. And if, if you listen to this, <laughs> if you listen to this, this is Jeff Black saying you suck. Because what Hacksaw Jim Duggan did, we brought him in for three shows. And the first night in Brantford, it was a cool crowd. Like, was it like what, 200 some odd people there? Whatever. 200,000, yeah. yeah. But Hacksaw, the, the bar gives Hacksaw free drinks all night. He gets bombed. And we're all sitting around the table. And uh, PD Flex is trying to get on cheerleader Melissa. So he like drives her back to her to uh, the hotel, but she like denies him hardcore, and um, then man, I was like hacksaw's like he's so drunk, and it's me, this dipshit here, Eddie, and who else sitting there? Joey maybe, a few of us, whatever. But uh, hacksaw's like, oh, I really, really like you guys. You brought me in. You're treating me good, and I'm like, Jim, we're not gonna bring you in and treat you like shit. And he's like, what'd you say? That's at Legend of My Spare Time podcast. We bring you in and treat you like shit. Please continue. <laughs> yeah. like, Fuck what? you, by the way. But yeah. go ahead. <laughs> he's like, what'd you say? And I said, Jim, we're not going to bring you in and treat you like shit, man. And I'm like laughing. He's like, and then he did his like 22 years in the business spiel. And like Eddie and I look, each, look at each other like, are we going to have to fight this guy right oh. now? Oh! <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and then uh, so he's like, I want to go. And I'm like. Darcy's gonna be back. He'll bring you to the hotel. It's like I want to go now, and that's and I make him drive him home. I'm like, oh, this is great for me. Great <laughs> entertainment, man. This guy yeah. hates Jeff already. Nice. Well, why not put him in a car together? I thought Duggan was cool, but oh, Duggan's an ass, and he's done a lot in the business. But man, like he he ruined like he was a childhood hero, man. He he ruined it for me. That's why I couldn't talk to Ric Flair when I met him at the. The Marriott in Toronto. I couldn't. T I couldn't talk to him. All I could say is "Hi, champ." That's all I could say. Because if he said anything wrong, my whole fucking wrestling life would be ruined. But this is where I'm going to go back because Jeff sucks at story time. But Duggan's like, "All right, I got to leave." I make. I make Jeff take him. Jeff's already upset. They get out of the car. They go to a convenience store in Brantford, Ontario. Jeff comes out, and Duggan's peeing on his car. <laughs> That's great. All over his car, and I thought it was great, but it is great. Jeff wasn't quite as happy. Oh. And he also got while while he was in there, I thought he was gonna piss his pants while he was in there. And he just had this look in his eye, like oh, I gotta pee. But uh, he bought a hot dog, a slushy, and a porno mag. And then oh, oh, yeah, oh, oh fuck. <laughs> but yeah, like after he like pisses on my car, and then the the store clerk comes out. He's like, I'm calling the cops, and I'm like, oh, fuck, don't call the cops. I'm like, please, sir, don't call the cops. Jeff Black arrested with Hacksaw Jim Duggan in Brantford. It's not the first time he'd be arrested, <laughs> but I'm like, I'm getting him in my car right now. We're gone. You will never see us again, and Duggan's like, what's your problem? I've been in the business yeah. of 20... I've been pissing on cars for 22 years. And I'm, I was telling the clerk, I'm like, please, never have do not call the cop. We're, we're gone. We're gone. And like, we get in the car, and Duggan's like, what the fuck is that guy's problem? And, uh, <laughs> like thinking back, I should have let the clerk call the cops and send his ass to jail, and then we wouldn't have to deal with him for the rest of the weekend. 
But he was a gentleman the whole rest of the weekend. Good guy. He just doesn't like uh, Jeff I like Buck. him. He didn't pee on me or my car. I don't have a car. Probably why I didn't pee on it. Fair enough. But, hey, anything peeing on Jeff's car is great by me. Matty Lee. I don't even know where to begin, so I guess I will start with episode one. I have been with you on the Legend in My Spare Time podcast from the very beginning. Not only have you been an angry and sometimes funny voice on the other end of my iPod, sometimes funny. you've also become a very dear friend of mine. We've been there for each other through dark times, and we've been there for each other through some of our happiest times. You were there for the birth of my both of my children, actually. Not physically, but on the podcast. And I was there for you for your marriage and your courtship of the lovely Rachel, who I need to also give a shout out to. I was also there for you during the dark days. But you know what, my friend? You've been there through my dark days as well. The universe has brought us together through the miracle of technology and that's one of the things I thank the creator for. Keep it up. I will always be listening. I will always be corresponding. And I will always be breaking your chops. So, from the days of Dave K, all the way up to just Johnny, and even the dog days of Dexy, I've been there, and I will continue. Congratulations on 10 years, my friend, and I look forward to many more. Uncle Maddie, congratulations on doing your 10th year on the podcast from the first legend, Baby Jossum. I love you. Congratulations on your 10th anniversary of doing the podcast from your third legendary baby from Katie. I love you. Hey everybody, this is JJ from Mars Needs Podcasts. Because I'm putting myself over before I say anything positive about Matt, that's the way we roll. Um, And I wanted to say that I am very happy to be here for Matt's 10th anniversary. Um, I can remember when he reached out to uh, Mars Needs a long time ago and asked for a uh, a long time ago. I'd say uh, roughly 10 years ago in a couple of weeks. Uh, but when he reached out and said, uh, you know, asked if I would like to, to put a little tag to go on his show to, you know, cross-pollinate shows. And I was like, well, I don't know this guy, but sure, let's go for it. And it turned out to be a great decision because over the years, uh, Matt and I have become, uh, uh, we've become, cl- we've become much uh, closer over the years. We've become real friends. Uh, we've gone through, uh, quite the life journey of illnesses and breakups and, job changing and uh, apartments and country moving and all sorts of things, Um, which is why I'm also happy to say that um, uh, for my birthday this year, we haven't really talked about this, but uh, you might notice that uh, Matt's, uh, well, if you know me and you know Matt, you might know that my birthday is the exact same day that he's throwing his big uh, shindig in in Wales uh, in December. The, his fundraiser in December is the December 13th, which is my birthday. So when your friend is throwing a party on your birthday, what can you do but go to it? So um, I will be spending December 13th, and I will be at his fundraiser in Wales, and we're going to have a good time. We're going to drink some beers. We're going to listen to some music. We're going to rock out. And uh, anybody who wants to come uh, hang out with Matt and I, uh, should definitely go there because that is where all of the cool podcasts are going to be. So um, uh, enough about you know me because I didn't mean for it to make it about me, uh, Matt. I'm very proud of you. I'm very happy that you've um, you've kept going, and uh, I look forward to uh, to hanging out and listening to ten years at least ten years more episodes. Um, sorry that, sorry this isn't all as coherent as I wanted. I've got a cold. I'm sorry. I'm dying. <coughs> Hi, this is Dr. Squee from the Gallifrey Stands podcast. Just wishing 
legend in my spare time, that happy 10th anniversary. It is amazing uh, for anyone to do anything for 10 years, really. I mean, just existing for 10 years is a chore, to be honest with you. But uh, recording 10 years worth of podcasts really is quite an achievement. And uh, admittedly, there's been a few breaks along the way, and there's been change of hosts and all that, but Mr. Matt Leeds has kept it going strong. Uh, of course, halfway along the run, or somewhere along the run, he welcomed in just John. I believe it was at the uh, Welsh Canadian Embassy. Uh, it, it was only really Matt Lees in there until uh, John, of course, in his Welsh accent, uh, described the back of a car. And hearing him say a boot in a Welsh accent, they just welcomed him in. And thusly, a friendship was born. Uh, of course, yeah, they, they do work together as well. But that's, I believe, just a coincidence. Between just John's uh, stoicism and, quite frankly, kind of like, I mean, just, just sometimes I... I think he's just woken up when he does the show and uh, Matt's kind of over-the-top enthusiasm to the point where you think you know he's just gonna explode with kind of DJ energy uh, between them though they are just such wonderful lovely gents and uh, joking aside and they kind of play off each other very well uh, for those very reasons it's nice to have kind of someone who's really over enthusiastic playing against someone who kind of like just uh, keeps it on the level and um, keeps everything in check and I think those two uh, keep each other in check very well uh, I'm afraid I didn't, didn't and don't know the original host, uh, but I'm sure he was lovely too, along with Matt. Uh, just before I go, just one thing I will say, uh, Matt, I've been meant to say this for a while, but I was the one who sent you, not the first one, but the other packages which you received under the um, Nature Boy Matt Lees. It was something I was trying to do. I got five, I think it was, four or five packages sent from around the world. I think you received two of them due to you having a similar address to somewhere else. And to be honest with you, I always meant to send more, and I lost interest because I got so pissed off with them not arriving. And I didn't sort of think of a good punchline to tell you that that these things have been sent to you by me uh, until now. So, ta-da! I know, it's a bit lame, but there we go. Anyway, I love you guys. Uh, I do love coming up to Wales and meeting you both. Like, obviously, I've known Matt for years, and uh, I've seen and um, met Just John a couple of times, and uh, I look forward to meeting them both uh, around December when I'm up there next. Love you guys. Uh, here's to another 10 years. It's just astounding. And congratulations to Matt on his continued success uh, with Matt Lee's Kets Creative. Love you guys. Uh, best luck for the future. And here we are as we celebrate 10 years of Legend in My Spare Time, my baby my wee little podcast. I want to say thanks to everybody who took the time to send in audio clips to your favorite podcaster's favorite podcast. We got a few more coming up later. And uh, wanted to take a quick moment because I found out at the same time you did that Dr. Squee, the aforementioned, I guess now the heel of our legend in my spare time universe, was the one sending me random posts in the mail. Go back and check out some episodes of that. He really kayfabed me on that stuff because he played along, he played interested, He w- we even did like a live video chat where we were disgusted and he seemed so interested. So yeah, essentially folks, he played me. And well played sir, but you know, it's so unlike you to not come up with a punchline and just have a joke die. I know, it's a bit lame, but there we go. So unlike you, my friend. But anyway, thank you for the well wishes. Thank you for being a part of it. And thank you for your continued friendship. Now, as I listened back through this show, 10 years of episodes, have I mentioned, uh, I, I heard some things that I wasn't totally proud of because I think we all mature and uh, we all become more ripe with age, I suppose. Stop giggling, listeners, because I do think that now we have a slightly more grown-up and mature show. But I guess that's part of growing up and we don't all happen to have 10 years of audio recordings of ourselves being dickheads. Unfortunately, I do. So welcome to my clip show. Quickly, just before we move on, Just Johnny, my current co-host and best buddy, wanted to say hello. Here's to 10 years. Congratulations and fuck you. Thanks, Johnny. Stellar input as always. On with the clip show, folks. This is from an episode for February 10th, 2010. Episode 11, part one. Entitled A Bucket Full of Scrotums. I couldn't write this stuff, and except for I literally did. Uh, this is what happened when co-host JV Gravy... Decided to respond to a Kijiji ad, a personal ad. And also, you'll hear joining us in the room is the Reverend Jeffrey Davies and the one and only A to the motherfucking K, y'all. 
what I do for a good portion of my day is, I, okay, here, here, let's do it this way. You know how your show is called A Legend in My Spare Time? Yes. I am, in fact, an actual legend in my spare time. Okay, so you like, you've become you've procreated a way to become a legend in your spare time. Pretty much. And so once again, you're biting my style, ripping me off. But here we are again. Hear that silence? Where's the cricket effect? <laughs> exactly. No iPhones. Okay, so <laughs> what 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 have you what have you done? What have you well, done? Well, something I like trouble? to do in my spare time, hence the legend. Right. Is uh, I'm not sure if you if your listeners are aware of. There's a website out there called Kijiji.com. Okay. Okay, it's kind of like an eBay or uh, yeah. like a classified space. But more low scale. Like Basically, you can sell your underwear and shit. Exactly. Like, I literally have the most fun on that website that you could find on the internet. Yeah, he really does. He giggles like a schoolgirl and shit. <laughs> um, so, today, and I mean, you might have to pause this so I can queue it up or whatever. Yes, yes. Um, I, I found the little, you know, like the personal ad section. Yeah. For people. And then there's this section that I see and it says lost connections. And I'm like, what? Okay. What is a lost connection? So I start looking through it and I'm like, these are fucking schmucks who are out on the street who met somebody or winked at somebody or smiled at some broad or vice versa. And then try to get on Kijiji to reconnect. Exactly. Like I Whoa. saw you at the uh, post office on Tuesday, December 17th and you were wearing a red dress. <laughs> you looked at me and I smiled. You made me blush. So I'm just hoping that we can one day reconnect wow. and blah, blah, blah. And I thought this was fucking hilarious. That's true. <laughs> but the best part is that the people writing it are probably taking it completely seriously. Like I want to know their day when they're like, well, I saw that really pretty lady at the post office. Uh, I'm going to put an ad on Kijiji. Maybe she'll find me. And if she does, do you think she's going to... Like, if she actually responds to you or he responds to you, is that the... Well, I mean, technically, that's lowered expectations right there, right? Yeah. It's like Kijiji is the Walmart of Ebays. Pretty much. Right? It's for the exactly. weirdos and shit. So, like, <laughs> what kind of person are you expecting to reply to you? All right, bitches! <laughs> <laughs> Oh shit! This Damn, Davies. This party just got and out of the hand. A bomb have <laughs> arrived. <laughs> so, in the Matt Cave, <laughs> Mr. A to the motherfucking K, y'all. Joining myself and JV Gravy at this time, please welcome the members of Sally Chancer. That's right. <sighs> That's the sound of a beer can opening right there. That's right. So anyway, the Kijiji story we were telling. Yes. We we found Kijiji ads for sad, lonely people that said, "Hey, I saw you at the Chinese restaurant, and I was wearing this. You were wearing that. I hope we can meet up someday. I really hope you read this." So fucking gravy started responding to them. Nice. Got one response. Yes. Best part of the scenario is the guy responded with his phone number. So, so <laughs> we've discussed this amongst ourselves. Uh, so motherfuckers, what's, salute. The, what's this guy's name? Uh, the name is uh, Malad. Malad. Okay, so Malad. we've cleared with Malad by email today that uh, that uh, his lady works till nine or ten, and then she's gonna call him. And he said that's when my night's just getting started. I need a good name. What's her name? Because I'm pretty sure he doesn't know her name. Okay, Tamara, and, Tammy. And, and here's the deal, guys. It's I'm going to make dress. this call. Flaberta. Fl- Roberta. Flaberta. No, you got to do something sexy. Cindy. No. Hi, this is Candy Cane. No, hi. This Mercedes. This is Candy Mantelpiece. <laughs> okay, my, no, my, you know what? I'm just going to be Cindy. My friends I, call Cindy me. Works, blah, 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 blah. No, right, no, I don't like Cindy. I'm sorry. Right, I can't get behind Cindy. Cindy. Sarah. Sarah. Sarah's pretty good. Yeah, pretty Sarah. generic name. <laughs> okay, right. so. So here's the deal. Okay. I'll make this call. And, yeah. And I'm, I'm a fucking stone faced killer, right? Yeah, yeah. So you I'm going to giggle like a fucker. Shut the fuck up. Okay, I'm just saying, I'm oh, a giggler. Okay. I'm just Shit's putting it out happening. there. Shit is going on on my phone right now. I'm a giggler. Anyway, pound three, one pound, right? Pound 31 pound. Yeah. Block your number. Okay, yeah, so here it goes, folks. We are now calling okay, so this are guy's we, number. Am I doing the girl voice? Is that the deal? Yeah, I, I say right. we go with the girl voice. Because he's never are heard we you in speak. occurrence? We yeah, yeah, yeah we I agree. Girl voice, can I get an I? I. Give us a, let's do a practice run right now. Uh, ready? <clears throat> Hello? 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 Hi, this is Sarah. No, I'm sorry. Okay, I'm the dude. Ready? Hello? Hi. Uh, hi, who's this? Oh, this is Cindy. Hi, my lad. How you doing? Cindy. Shit, just moved. Is that pretty good, guys? <laughs> is this okay? Is this going to pass? I don't, I don't know any. I don't That's know any. That's fucking sexy. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I, I just met you. And, and you're in the, oh, shit. <laughs> Once again, Mr. Anyone, I'm going to put this beer down. <laughs> All right. Come over here. Okay, this is it. Now, I just want to warn you. I'm a giggler. <laughs> go okay? time. So nobody fucking look at me while this Everyone, is happening. Put your mic in your, in your nipple. Okay, yeah. here we go. Do it. Do it. Now, don't forget, you have to talk into the mic this still. going to fucking train wreck so fast. Yo, dude, do it. It can't be worse than your last do fucking it. episode where do you it. made 30 calls to make one crank call. Ready? Do yeah, it. Yeah, go. Here we go. Do it. Don't 
look at me, Matt Lee's a bitch. That's what she said. I'm a giggler, too. That is what she said. Hello? Hi, is my lad there? Hello there. Hi, it's Cindy. Is, is this the Malad from the buffet? Yeah, yeah, yeah. How you doing, buddy? Good, good. How are you? I'm very good. They, I can't believe you posted that on Kijiji. Oh, yeah, I did that because I wanted the video. And I said, oh, my God. I, I don't want to miss that. Eh? I, I was like, oh, I hope I hope she sees that, you know, in some case. But I, 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 I couldn't believe that you saw that. Eh? I know. I, I, you know what's funny? I just I was on there trying to buy a new cell phone. And um, I just I just happened to look and I I couldn't believe it when I saw it. <laughs> That's good, eh? I like it. I was like, oh my god! I, I was like, I hope she saw that. You know, she sees that. And that, I did, my lad. I did. I did. And uh, and I was thinking great. the exact same thing. So I'm so happy I've seen. I've actually uh, had the chance to talk to you. Oh, that's great, eh? That's great. So what do you do? Like, uh, well, are you around? Yeah, area. I actually live in Cambridge. How far are you from Cambridge? I'm in Fairview Mall. Okay, th- I can actually, I can, I can get there in about twenty minutes. It's not too oh, bad. Really? Yeah. Whereabouts are you right now? I mean, uh, what to call? You know, in uh, Kitchener, there's uh, uh, two buildings in front of the Fairview. Yeah, yeah. I've worked there a couple nights. Yeah, uh, yeah I usually work on the in, corner down on you know, like uh, Fairway and Cortland. You know yeah, I do. I've worked down there too. Too tall building in Wilson. There's actually a king. Uh, uh, what's it called? Mm, you know, a king. Uh, oh no, sorry. Where's well, did you maybe want to meet at the buffet again tomorrow? Come to. Uh, there's a bar named. Uh, Crabby Joe. Okay, yeah, I know of it. I know of it. Yeah, I've worked. I've worked out front there too. Now, Malad, I hope it doesn't bother you. Um, I'm what you call a working lady. Sorry. I'm a working girl. What do you mean working? Like uh, I I I'm a prostitute. Oh yeah. Yeah. Now the thing is, I thought you were really cute, so I won't charge you. Oh yeah. No, so, so why don't we meet up? My 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 building is in here close, you know. Do you want to meet at Krabby Joe's? When you come in here, we go to my apartment. Do you want? Okay, that sounds great. Sounds um, great, eh? Do you want to meet at so Krabby? How long is it gonna take you? Um, I can be there in about twenty minutes if you want to meet at Krabby Joe's. Sure, sure, come in here, then we go to my apartment, okay? Oh, my lad, I'm gonna fuck your brains out. Yeah. Oh, I'm there gonna you suck go. your cock. Come on, come on, right? Oh. Yeah. Do you have a big cock? Oh yeah. <laughs> I'm a fucking Middle Eastern, eh? Oh, I know. Oh, I can't wait. Oh. Yeah. Okay, That's so crazy. let's meet at Krabby Joe's in 20 minutes, okay? Okay. All right. Yeah. I'll, I'll see you yeah. then. I'll call you back yeah. if I if I is this your cell phone? Yeah, this is my cell phone. Okay, I can't wait to see you, big guy. Yeah. Bye, bye. Okay. What the <laughs> fuck? Oh, oh shit! Fine, that's oh, the fuck. Dewey's all about you. Oh, I'm finally yeah. getting laid. <laughs> yeah. Did you hear his? Yeah, I don't even think it's cheating if it's with another dude. <laughs> did you hear? His, did you hear his voice when? He, oh yeah. <laughs> oh yeah? yeah. I feel terrible. Do you that's have a, a big cock, Malad? That's great. Oh, yes, I do. <laughs> I'm Middle oh. Eastern. What do you think? <laughs> Dude, your acting was so fantastic. Oh, I want to be after Milad. Man. I'm like totally into that. <laughs> go, go, yeah, yeah, uh, why? I'm a legend in my spare time. Go, go, yeah, yeah, uh, why? I'm a legend in my spare time. Go, yeah, yeah. Hey guys, I'm Galpin here from the Ministry of Sweeping Podcast. Just stopping by to say a big congratulations on 10 years of this shit. I reckon I've been listening to you for a little over three years. And you guys always uh, good fun to listen to, always making me laugh. And it was great to have you both be part of Superpod back in 2017. And Matt, you've been on my show three times now. So to celebrate your 10 years, I hereby give you the gift of a formal title. You are now officially the Ministry of Sweeping's Legend-in-Chief. John, I'm afraid I don't have a special title for you, just some love and admiration. 
Anyway, well done, boys. Here's to another 10 years. That's a pretty amazing feat in podcasting, Matt and Just Johnny. You've both seen a lot, personally, and as podcasters. So it's me, your favorite American librarian, Kate, here to wish you a very happy 10th anniversary. Here's the 10 more fabulous years of Matt being my favorite angry Canadian Welshman. Actually, he's the only angry Canadian Welshman I know, but if another one comes along, it'll be a very, very distant second. And to Just Johnny being just as his name, Just Johnny. Love you both. Congratulations. Hey, Legend of My Spare Time listeners, this is Zach from Misinformation Podcast. Holy shit, ten years. Ten years. Ten years, 4,000 co-hosts, lots of broken dreams, and shy one nut, Matt Lees, my boy, has made it ten years podcasting. And not only has he made it ten years podcasting, but all the wonderful things that have come from podcasting for him, right? He, he has become rich. He's become famous. Uh, he's met people in Iowa. Some of those things are true. Some of those things are not true. But what's what's important is it fills his cup and makes him feel wonderful and full. Podcasting for you filthy animals. If it wasn't for podcasting, I wouldn't even know Matt Lees. And I don't mean it because uh, I listen to his podcast because it's hit or miss. Uh, I have a busy life of, of getting fat and old. As I sit here and drink my hot cocoa, uh, uh, when Matt Lees and I first met, I wouldn't be drinking hot cocoa. I'd be drunk and slurring my words, but I'm not because I'm a grown-up now. I have important things like cutting the lawn to do, right? But through podcasting, I met my boy Matt Lees, right? He played in my wedding. He played the music. He played my wife down the aisle at my wedding. And I, I count him as, as, as close to a brother as a person who lives seven or 8,000 miles away can be. Uh, I think it's great that uh, Legend of My Spare Time has gone 10 years. I think that it's great that Matt has started a second podcast. Matt Lees gets creative. That is really, if you're not listening, you you're, should be ashamed of yourself. Because it is a fantastic podcast where, where he talks to creatives about what what makes them feel fulfilled. And in the world that we live in now, how negative and 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 depressing it can be at sometimes. It's great to hear people talking about the thing that they truly, truly love to do. Uh, which obviously, uh, at least, and I must uh, share that we must enjoy doing podcasting. I think it's great to be able to commit to anything for for ten years is pretty goddamn amazing. Uh, congratulations, Matt, and just Johnny, because you, you guys you're kind of cute together and. I hope that eventually you decide to settle down and be true to yourselves. Make each other honest men. Love you guys. Congratulations. Legend in my spare time, motherfucker. One of the wonderful blessings of hosting this podcast for 10 years, above all and everything else, are the friendships that I've been able to develop that still exist today. You know, we are now all pod, not only podcast brothers, but real life brothers. So I'm eternally grateful for that. And uh, here's one of, the one of the great things that happened from that is when I got to travel down to Iowa to record some crossover episodes with our buddy that you just heard there in that clip, Zach from Misinformation Podcast. I did indeed play at their wedding. I did indeed sing his bride down the aisle. Uh, it was awesome. Uh, we recorded some uh, crossover podcasts at the time. One of those I released on December 23rd of 2010. It's called ABC2 because see, Zach released an episode called AEHBC. You know, because the Canadian thing and the. You get the point. Anyway, so during this episode, we went on to play a famous, uh, a, a historic game. The Spare Time Olympics, which was a uh, which was a quiz show, a trivia show, a game show hosted by me, the most crooked man in podcasting is the title that earned me for it. Uh, and at this time, we were trying to name a number one contender for our long-reigning champion, Sir Oliver Little of London. 
who now, if you're in London, is a stand-up comic, so you should definitely go check him out. He was never, um, was he defeated? See, we it's a sketchy history for that. Uh, this was to decide the number one contender at the time. Now, I bring that up because I think here in the very near future, we're going to relaunch this thing with a tournament, and we're going to declare a brand new spare time Olympics champion. And that is, of course, the winner of these little quiz shows that I host. This one, right now, is between the two hosts of Misinformation, Zach and Eric. Go, go, go. At this point, we're going to play everybody's favorite game. Leave a pause for the intro music. Welcome to the Spare Town Olympics. That wasn't much of a pause. No, you just fucked up the pause. (laughs) (laughs) So, no, it's fine because Zach now starts at minus one. (laughs) All right, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to the Legend of My Spare Time Olympics. That's awesome because I start I start at the same at the same. I start at the <laughs> same level as the fucking muscle content of his arm. <laughs> minus five. It's minus three, Jack. <laughs> I All right. I heard him little feelings and he acts out by docking my score. Shut up! Where's <laughs> the intro music? No, I didn't really scream into the mic. Dude, it's so dumb. What the fuck did he do? <laughs> Don't yell at Chewie, I like him. Yeah. <laughs> Was that a fucking buffalo? <laughs> So, here's what we're doing today, ladies and gentlemen. We are having this battle to decide the number one contender that will go up against Sir Oliver of London. Today's competitors, in this corner, his name is Eric. Say hello. So, sit up and minus one. Get on the goddamn mic. Minus one, you fuck. I didn't know you were going to And his opponent, standing at three foot seven. Ladies and gentlemen, Zach. Hi. I think that possibly. <laughs> Alright, so of course, as you all know, the, legend, the Spare Time Olympics is a five part trivia show yes, in which I ultimately decide who wins. And that is uh, regardless of factual answers or anything being correct at all. Basically, we're just going to choose who wins out of this, and I'm going to get these two guys to help me, being Chewy and uh, Fatty. So, <laughs> here we go. <laughs> Alright. Question one. Are you guys ready? Are you excited? Are you nervous? Are you scared? How do you feel? Wait, yes. so, so do we each get an opportunity to answer the question? Correct. Okay. No, we each get an opportunity. We each get an opportunity to answer the question. So for question one, I'll go like this, and question two, I'll go like this, and it'll work. Don't worry, it's gonna work out easy. Does your brain hurt? This is like the tra- time travel episode of misinformation. <laughs> oh god! It fucking hurts! I yeah, I listened to that episode like four times and was like, what the fuck? Why are there only ten universes? I don't understand! <laughs> Alright, question one. Who would like to go first? Just start over there. Alright. Sir, hmm. if you could be any character from the Star Wars universe, who would you choose and why? Um, I I would choose Chewbacca because apparently you can be functionally retarded and still have people take you across fucking state lines, country lines, and somebody will still try to fuck you in a bush. All right, that's worth two points. I like it. That means you're minus one. All right. Eric, if you could be any character from the Star Wars universe, who would you choose and why? If you say Jabba the Hutt, I'll give you ten points. <laughs> Jabba the Hutt, because I've been needing to shed a few pounds. <laughs> Alright, so that's minus one. Try to be creative, okay? Don't take what I got. I, I took it first, and now you're at minus two. Alright, all right, next question. <laughs> what? He's so pissed! He's so pissed! I I know. Just try to be original. <laughs> minus <And> three. Violence. <laughs> Now you're at minus three for hitting. That hurts, man. <laughs> you hit me harder than he did. <laughs> all right. You had to go through all that air to get to bone. <laughs> uh, I would take a point away, but fuck you. Okay. Here's how this question's going to work. I'm going to start a sentence. First one to finish it with the correct line gets the point. You guys ready for this? Here we are, hanging on to threads of greens and blues. Break the chain, and we fall down. Oh, it's not real if you don't feel it. Cock. (laughs) (laughs) 
So, Zach is now at minus two. What the fuck? What the fuck? Apparently that wasn't correct. Would you like to attempt it now? Would it help if I told you it's a song? <laughs> it's a song about cock? <laughs> Cindy Lauper, you bastard! Oh. The correct answer would have been to sing me the Goonies song. I hate this game. I hate all of you. <laughs> oh, why don't you knock that minus one for Adam? All right, so we have a close game. Zach's at minus two. Eric's at minus three. This is going very well. Okay. It went better when I had two guys from London on Skype. What the fuck? Okay. Uh, during the delay, they had plenty of time to think about their answers. Fair enough. Okay. Eric, you go first. Okay. If they make a Back to the Future 4, where should they travel? Come on. <laughs> it's his turn first. Don't speak it. <laughs> if they make a Back to the Future 4, where should they travel? It's perfectly simple. Because uh, <laughs> oh. oh. luckily the vehicles can fly. <laughs> oh. Oh. You know what? I got to give each of you a point because that was cool. But... Incorrect. Zach, if they make a Back to the Future 4, where should they travel? Uh, Jenna Jameson Snatch, because it won't be the first time that four guys have been in there. <laughs> Very nice also, but incorrect. Minus four, minus three for Zach, because of the course, the correct answer is they should not make a Back to the Future 4. That was a, that was a trick question. Oh, you didn't give that as an option. So? You'd be creative, man. I what? I... I referenced, I referenced flying cars saving buildings and Jenna Jameson's twat all within 30 seconds of each other. I know what sound I'm using for the opening. <laughs> okay. Zach, hmm. I would like you to tell me your top three NES games and explain your choices. My top three NES games? Yeah. Oh, fantastic. Mm-hmm. Uh, Super Mario 3. Okay. Uh, because uh, Tanu- Tanuki Mario is excellent because he turns into stone and things walk by him. Gayest finishing move ever. <laughs> You mean other than Kung Fu Naki? Oh. <laughs> okay, continue. Sorry, so we got Super <laughs> Mario 3, which was debuted in what movie? Bonus point. Wizard. My man Eric got it. You keep your power gloves off of her. <laughs> oh, I love that movie. <laughs> I love you, Netflix, for letting me watch it again. Uh, All right, so Super Mario 3? Yep, yep, yep. Um, uh, number, number two would have to be uh, Goonies 2. Goonies 2. Goonies 1 sucked. But Goonies 2 was awesome. Okay. Alright. Um, and uh, number as number three, which actually would be my number one, is anything that's not Mega Man. Because that was the fucking gayest franchise ever made. Alright. I'm not giving you anything for the Goonies 2 because it sucked balls. No, I love that. No, love it was the same game. as Goonies 1. It was just a different color scheme. No, no. no. <laughs> I've, got, I've got them both. We can was, compare. But it was different because I played Goonies 1 and I wasn't, I wasn't happy with it at all. It didn't do anything for me. Goonies Maybe? 2, I played the shit out of that game. Willow. Willow is an excellent game. Zach at minus one. <laughs> Eric, top three NES games and explain your choices, please. Super Mario Brothers, because it was the first game I ever owned and it was amazing. Okay. Uh, Castlevania, because it was the second game I ever owned and Castlevania is badass. Mm-hmm. And three would be Ghostbusters. Oh, the shitty like square yeah, bird's eye view Ghostbusters. Yes. All right, I like this guy. You're at, guess what? You should be proud of yourself because you're at zero now. Simon Belmont gobbles cock. It was very clear from the cartoon. I'm just saying. <laughs> okay. Question five. Final question. This is going to get interesting, and I'll tell you why after I ask you the question. Okay? And you're both going to get a chance to answer this, okay? Even though it's a... This is the question that has an actual factual answer. You're both still going to get a chance to answer, okay? In... Ghostbusters. What floor? One, two, or three. Ghostbusters. One, two, or three. <laughs> That's one point for Adam. So you're technically in the lead right now. And you're not even playing. Okay. So in Ghostbusters. Twenty-two. Can I finish my fucking sentence? In- I hate you. In Ghostbusters, what floor does Doctor Venkman tell the other Ghostbusters he's gonna throw up on? I'm gonna go ahead and stand by my answer. Okay. So Zach says twenty-two. Eric. Or or my alternate answer would be Dana Barris after he fucks the shit out of her even though she was possessed. That's dirty. That's Ghostbusters. Okay. What floor was it? You're both going to say 22? Well, it's convenient that you both say the same one because I don't know the actual answer. (laughs) So I'm going to give you each a point. So what that means is the final score is Eric 1, Zach 
Minus one. <laughs> now, this is where it gets interesting. What I need from you now, sir, is your acceptance speech. I need to hear you. We just gave you the Oscar. Not you. Make sure you thank him for having his feelings hurt so that no. I'd lose. Shut your mouth, you <laughs> dirty, dirty whore. Okay, so I'd like to hear your acceptance speech. I just handed you the number one contendership. How do you feel? Oh, my God, I have so many people to thank. Fix! Uh, Fix! First off, going to have to start with the, uh, the man upstairs. Uh, Soy bomb! <laughs> Zach, Zach, you're gonna want to stop talking now. Just let him finish. The, the only fictional character I believe in. The Dark Lord of the Sith. Uh, I gotta thank Matt Lee's legend. And I gotta say. Well, I just gotta say, I just gotta say that uh, Beyonce video <laughs> was fucking <probably> amazing. <laughs> and, <laughs> and, uh. <laughs> and I, I, I'm gonna let you have your mic back here in a minute. No, but, uh. I just wanted you to know that uh, Beyonce, Beyonce, she did it. She did it up, and she's been doing it for years. Right. I don't mean to take your moment. You can have it back now. <laughs> oh, if only I had fucked you, because then I'd put you on my new album. <laughs> Is that done? Then, you finished? I gotta say, oh, okay. Uh, Ollie, I'm coming for you. Fair enough. Okay, so here's what happens in this situation. His acceptance speech was gay. So what happens in this situation is I take all his points and I give them to you. But what that means is you had one and you were at minus one, so now we're tied at zero. (laughs) Soccer score, I called that shit. Ladies and gentlemen, here is the tie-breaking question. First correct answer wins. Are you ready? Are you ready? Are you ready? Who is your favorite Canadian? Matt Scott Moser. Ooh. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, the number one contender. I gave you a shot, you fuck. <laughs> number one contender, coming for Ollie. The winner of this edition of the Spare Time Olympics is Adam. Congratulations. No, I'm just kidding. Eric. <laughs> you got all excited too. Eric, congratulations. Give us your real story. How do you feel? You're the champ right now. You're the you're coming for the champ. I just gave you that fucking speech. <laughs> All right, fuck it. This wraps up another edition of the Spare Time Olympics with the number one contender being Eric, and uh, he's coming for you, Ollie. Be afraid. Be very, very afraid. This means you're gonna have to get Skype next. Legend in my spare time, motherfucker. Hey, Matt, just wanted to wish you congratulations on 10 years of uh, legend in my spare time. Uh, this is Lenny calling. Um, it's been a while, I know, I, but uh, we need to talk soon. Hold on, hold on. What? Yeah, no. I'm just leaving a message for Matt. It's his anniversary. Yeah. What? No. He doesn't owe me any money. It was, it's the government he owes the money to. No! Yeah, no, he, he's not allowed back in Canada, I don't think. Because he owes them all that money. No, no, no you're thinking the wrong guy. No, he's not dead. He was, he was dead to us, not to him. He didn't really die. Oh. Yeah, okay. No, no, that wasn't... He didn't do that either. He, no, he, he didn't kill a hooker. No, he lived in the hooker's... The dead hooker's room. Uh-huh. Yeah. No. All right. Yeah. Anyway, thanks, uh, Matt. Uh, congratulations on your 10 years, and uh, hope we can talk soon. Okay. See ya. And just like that, that's it, he says with no irony. Ten years of Legend in My Spare Time, a project I started, to be honest, just so I could get some fellow musicians and buddies that I thought were really great guys to just sit down with me and just chat, you know? I was never great at making friends, but 
if I portrayed it as like a radio show slash podcast, then maybe these guys would come over and hang out with me and realize maybe I was all right, and maybe then they would want to hang out with me. Maybe that was the deeply seated reason for starting a podcast. A lot has changed uh, in my life and in all of our lives, in our limbs diverse of friends. Uh, many things have changed for us. I mean, heck, many changes of things. Many ch- things have changed for me, not only over the decade, but even while the recording of this episode. Full disclosure: This is take two this little extra, this final moment of the show. Take one, a few months ago, my life was completely different. I'm not going to get into it here. I think we're going to get into the future. I want this episode to end on a high note, on a positive note. Uh, so I want to thank you all for listening, for your continued friendship. We may not have a huge listenership. There may not be hundreds of thousands or millions of you out there, but each and every one of you that reaches out with a tweet or a message or a comment, uh, it really does mean so much more, I think, because we're a tight-knit little group. I, preach, I appreciate each and every one of you. I may have missed somebody out during these little shout-outs and these things I've done during the episode, and it was, it was just a, it was an honest mistake. You know who you are. You know you're the family. So thank you for your continued support. Here's to 10 more years, perhaps of the Legend in My Spare Time podcast. And of course, coming soon is season three of Matt Lee's Gets Creative, my big boy podcast, the interview series. Uh, got some excellent episodes uh, for this following season uh, and something really exciting planned too for the season finale. I know, I know you're probably surprised that I'm planning that far in advance, but I am. Uh, so very exciting stuff coming. So continue, uh, your continued support is much appreciated. And then of course, the show was started by myself as a musician and musically speaking, there are some new singles coming soon from the Matt Lee's band to uh, your, your all your services, everything. Just the same kind of places you can get this podcast. So Spotify uh, and, and, and Amazon and all sorts of things. So iTunes, Apple Podcasts, you get the point. Speaking of that then, as a thank you for your continued support and as a thank you for your patience while this episode came out a few months late, we're going to finish off with, a, with a, what I hope you'll think is an extra special treat. It's the next single from the Matt Lee's band, Completely Unheard. This is the final version of a song, uh, an original song by myself called I Left Mary, which hits all your services soon at time of release of this podcast. It's going to release uh, very, very soon, so keep your eye out for it. Now, this is, of course, with the true, the tried and true Mr. Paul Goosens, my drummer from 10 years ago. You know, the first ever drummer in the Matt Lee's band is back on this track um, with Mr. Paul J. White on the bass. He did a fantastic job. I played some keyboards, some uh, so some, some electronic keyboards, um, some pianos and some organs on it as well as vocals. Um, I did a little bit of guitar, but not very much because you've got the, the wonderful John Elmsley, who is from our friends at the Chicago Blues Brothers. He was kind enough to provide some lead guitars on this, and my goodness, he did a fantastic job, and I'm grateful to all the musicians who, who played on this, and I'm really glad that you'll be able to hear it so as a gift to you my loyal listeners and friends here it is the only place you can hear it right now in full here it is i left mary by the matt lee's band thank you for 10 years here's to 10 years more and uh remember to be excellent to each other and get the fuck off of my podcast
Sweat. 